Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Voice podcast. My name is Richard Brown and as always, it's a pleasure to have you join me again on the show today. Now, I always carry around a little notebook to you know, jot down ideas for the podcast, magazine articles and perhaps a book as well. But of course, these days, it's not exactly a paper notebook. It's the notes feature on my phone. But you get the concept. In fact, the notebook on the phone is an example of what I want to share with you today in this cryptically titled episode. Every property investor needs a Freddy, which does in fact have several levels. The main one, as far as today's share goes, as such, being more leverage. So let's discover exactly why I want to urge you to find your own Freddy smartphone notes feature and a range of other perhaps less than obvious methods of leverage besides right now okay so let's get on with this week's featured topic with property chatter so over the cost cost over the past couple of weeks i have without really thinking about things too deeply banged on about what i've been getting up to course, two weeks ago, it was the projects that I have underway so far this year. And last week, it was more microscopic, as I shared with you what I did around my meal times and nap times in the day of my own property world. But one thing in particular stuck out on reflection from both of those episodes, and that's Freddie. Now, if you recall, Freddie is an architect and also a project manager who supports me with our projects in Brazil. Now, this weekend just gone, we we once again went out and did some shopping, this time for a boiler, taps, sinks, and that kind of thing. I was glazing over quite literally after about 15 minutes of this rather dull activity. (laughs) Apart from when I got to select a rather funky and flexible kitchen tap before I drifted off again. And the reason I could get away with drifting off is that Freddy had everything completely under control. He had his clipboard with him, which contained three items. As far as I'm aware, there might have been others, but I was certainly aware of three items. The first were the plans for the project, literally drawings for the project. The second was a costed schedule of works, all listed out, which he was you know, busily ticking off as we went along. And then rather surprisingly to me, A bunch of receipts, specifications and warranties from our last project as well, which he actually pulled out at one point to prove (laughs) that we had in fact ordered something similar in the past. Now, he was driving and he also knew where he was going as well. So my role was to give the nod when there was an efficiency or quality choice to be made. And then, you know, speak up really when design actually counted. Hence the tap selection. And finally, of course, to pay. Now, we're working to a labour plus materials contract here, in case you wondered why I'm trudging around the shops with my credit card. 
which I, to be fair, I don't normally do, but um, that's the route we've taken on this particular project. And we do have a particular reason why we're doing that. Um, so that's why. So what does Freddie bring to the table then? Well, he brings around 30 years or so of professional training and experience as an architect and project manager. And that's the first thing. He knows far more than I pro probably ever will in this field. And so I rely on the know-how that he brings to me and also to my projects. He also brings local knowledge, which you could argue is part of the same thing. But when you consider the fact that I'm investing in a totally different country, a UK equivalent of Freddy is simply not going to be a, that effective uh, due to not knowing the, the local lay of the land. For example, he knows the way to charm the building secretary or syndical to get what we need in terms of access and effective working arrangements on site. And these people usually have something of a superiority complex, despite being essentially administrators that get their service charge for free, so he works his magic on them. He also knows the doormen, um, who are literally the gatekeepers, as well as being the oracle on who's who in the building and also within the local neighbourhood too. Finally, he knows how to navigate the system of permits, approvals, legitimate shortcuts and all the rest of the red tape that exists in what is quite a bureaucratic country like Brazil. Besides his know-how and processes, he also has a vast network as well. And to illustrate, we're accessing handmade kitchen units from out of state at a fraction of the price with higher quality than we can source locally within the local environment. Because he simply knows these people. Freddie is also passionate and not greedy either. He genuinely works hard and enjoys seeing his clients being satisfied with their projects. No two projects are the same as he customises his work to the client the property, the specification and the outcome in hand. Although we are, to be fair, duplicating some elements of our last project on this one, as it just makes sense to not reinvent the wheel as well. In a nutshell then, I leverage all of these elements of what Freddie brings to be able to scale up and also to de-risk my own property projects. When I leave him, he just gets on with things. We get updates by WhatsApp and we switch to a remote communication style in a similar fashion. Now, earlier on today, my UK Freddy, whose name is actually Phil, gave me a call. And I could take that call on Skype, by the way. Whilst I'm here on site in Brazil, poking my nose into a couple of projects, Phil is busy overseeing three live projects and at least one, possibly more, I can't remember now, pending ones in the UK. Phil is in the UK, sorry, Phil is in the UK, what Freddie is in Brazil. He also happens to be an architect and project manager. And before you ask, no, you can't have his number. He's my architect and project manager, okay? But when I get back to the UK, I will pester Phil a bit, a uh, bit more in person and probably go on site, mainly to shoot a video or two. But in the meantime, he makes sure everything ticks over for me. And just to ram the point home, I also have James taking care of matters in Chicago for me. Although to be fair, James is not the same as Freddie or Phil, in that he specialises in finding good projects more so than managing them when we've got them. 
So we're still building our team out in the USA and uh, we do need to locate our Freddie and Phil there too. So look out for a podcast <laughs> aired from the States or recorded in the States in the near future too. So essentially, what am I saying here then? Well, I retain the ultimate accountability for all of my projects. That's the first thing. I don't shrug away from that. It's my fault if it goes wrong. However, I do delegate some of the authority and also the responsibility to my key people and in particular my project managers. Freddie, Phil and James are quite literally working when I sleep at times, it has to be said. None of them work for me full time and they have other business and uh, other client interests as well. And this suits all of us as I don't want to have the pressure to pay a salary regardless of my project activity and deal flow. And they do not have all of their eggs in one basket either. However, I am able to leverage or gear up their know-how, contacts, network, time and experience to make my property business far more scalable than if I tried to do all of this on my own. So in what other ways am I, am I leveraging, you might ask? Yes, you did ask that, I'm sure you did, in your head at least. <laughs> well, the obvious one is financing, of course. Besides mortgages and bridging finance, which many of you will also be using to a greater lesser extent, I'm sure, I am also using alternative financing avenues such as private lenders, JV partners, developer and vendor finance, and probably one or two other avenues to be able to make one of my pounds go much further than a pound would normally take me. I'm not reckless, but I do utilize financial leverage, especially during the project phase, the initial project phase, when I'm adding value to a property and uh, as a developer before settling on a steadier long-term fixed rate financing uh, arrangement for the future. And you can hear more about the various financial leverage ideas in the podcast series before last, when I spent about six months probing the minds of many more expert or specialist people than me on the subject, if you'd like to check that out. So what else? Well, during the intro, I mentioned the notes feature on my phone. And of course, this is an example of leveraging through systems. Taking you back around 15 years ago now, seems like a long time ago, um, I was fortunate enough to, to be sponsored by my then employer to go on a business excellence program. And this involved visiting around nine different companies all over the UK who were building a reputation for their business excellence and their customer service in particular. Now, many of the companies had an obvious service ethos, outlook, and so competitive advantage. But one of the companies that I visited at the time, it was less obvious to me how they were you know, utilizing this advantage. It was TNT Express which is now a subsidiary of FedEx. They didn't really have a culture of excellent customer service as such, although I'm sure they paid attention to that too. What we were shown was their automated sorting warehouse, which used conveyors, robots, and integrated software applications to improve the speed and efficiency of their operation, possibly ahead of many of their competitors at the time. But, but perhaps rather embarrassingly, it came as something of a surprise to me that you could achieve 
excellent customer service through back-end systems. Uh, but following that visit and since then is really stuck with me. So the point is, not only can we uh, improve our customer service through systemizing, but we can also leverage through them too. Simple things like being able to process payments on the go from our mobile phone, or store, save and instantly retrieve the gargantuan amount of passport, uh, passports, passwords that we need to have in LastPass or similar applications. Or speak commands to control various devices in our homes and properties. Or send an AST renewal for a digital signature from halfway across the world. And so on. All of these systems or apps, plus many more besides, enable us to do more with less and more quickly too. They are productivity tools in the most part that allow us to leverage our time, therefore. So, Freddie and Phil are examples of people that allow me to leverage my know-how and time. My private investment partners allow me to leverage my personal funding capabilities and also my time again, as they are actually faster to move from interest to funding than the mainstream lenders are, for example. And my iPhone, along with plenty of other systems and apps, allows me to leverage my time as well. Then I have my network, and this includes you, dear listener, in fact. So thank you in advance. <laughs> they say your network is your net worth, which despite being a little bit of a cheesy expression, perhaps rank ranking alongside if it's to be, it's up to me, but they're both also true. Perhaps not so obviously, but still true all the same. And let me illustrate. I met my business partner through a mastermind group springing out from being a member of an online community of property investors. I met one of my private investor partners through a referral from one of my property managers. Another through a property workshop that I hosted. And several more who are listeners to this podcast and readers of my book or, or YPN column. I met Freddie and Phil through referrals from friends or industry contacts. And these in turn have also brought me property deal opportunities, which of course in turn also presents them with uh, additional work opportunities to make it a truly symbiotic relationship. You get the picture then. Cultivate your network and you'll also cultivate your harvest at the same time. However, a word on effective networking first. The first thing to note is that the harvest comes in the autumn, whereas the seed planting comes in the spring. And this process gets repeated every single year. And that's why I recently reconnected with a few people that I've not connected with for a while myself. To be honest, I find keeping in touch with people to be a challenge at times. And so if you're listening to this thinking, well, that bugger hasn't blooming well reconnected with me, has he? Well, then just be a saint, won't you? And make the first move, perhaps even again. <laughs> I would love to hear how are you getting along. I admit that I am busy or at least preoccupied. So, it, you know, I'm not too busy to reply to you uh, listening to my ramblings week in, week out, that's for sure. So just drop me a note. Say hi. Furthermore, do you remember what I said a few weeks ago about the give and the get? Well, in order to get something, 
we all also has to have to give something. And with networking, it's often the case that we have to give something before we get something to. And as a by the way, if you want to understand this concept a little more, then I would recommend that you go and get the book, The Go-Giver. That's what it's called, The Go-Giver. In fact, in the spirit of giving, if you have never contacted me before, then why don't you just drop me a quick email or Twitter message or whatever communication method takes your fancy for that matter. Just say hello, be nice, and then just ask politely for me to send you a copy of The Go-Giver book. Or you can ask for my book if you prefer, it's just as good. The first 12 people to do this will receive a copy of the book uh, of your choice, uh, completely free of charge, just as a way for me to give into the community a little more. Of course, what I will get in return is a new contact for now, my network. So the price of the book is a small price to pay to do that. But I, I give it to you gladly uh, because I want to see you um, further your own property interests and journey. Okay, so let's draw some conclusions because I'm almost two and a half a thousand words in by now because I have scripted this out. Leverage can come in many forms. People, knowledge, systems, your network, finance, and so on. What I'd suggest you do is to map out these as headings and make a plan to explore how you could potentially gear up or leverage through each of them to help take your property business to the next level. Remember though, Freddie and Phil are mine, so go and find your own, okay? <laughs> but slightly more seriously, who can help you to scale your property business in terms of know-how, time or funding, for example? Give some thought to that, as they may not necessarily be an architect or a project manager. Aha, uh -huh, so they could be a builder, a letting agent, or a property manager, a broker, an accountant, a potential finance backer, or even someone just one or two steps ahead of you on the journey to help signpost you along the way as well. And in the same way that a buy-to-let mortgage can leverage up one pound of our money by a factor of four or five, so too can people, systems, knowledge and networks achieve similar results for us as well. Not many, if any, successful people in life did what they did or achieved the results that they achieved by going it alone and relying purely on the power of their own minds and physical capabilities. None of us is an island. Now go out and cross that body of water to find the countries and the continents that can take you places on your property journey that you've never been to before. Right, the glass of uh, Merlot is almost empty now, so I'm off for a bit of a top-up. And I hope that you enjoyed the share this week. Remember, though, that the details of how to get hold of that free book, out of me, and also the show notes can be found over at the website, thepropertyvoice.net. Or if you want to talk about anything from today's show, or just talk property investing more generally, you know, you can always email me, podcast at thepropertyvoice.net, and I will literally would be more than happy to hear from you. Once again, all I have to say is thank you very much for listening again this week. And until next time on the Property Voice podcast, it's ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.